Hello everyone, welcome to this new episode of Deep Divers. Uh, we are your deep diving team at your service. Uh, I am Mark and I am with my lovely, gorgeous co-hostess, co Natalie. Hello, Natalie. Oh, you are, you are such, a, such a loving and kind person. Yes, <laughs> some, some might say some yeah. might say I'm a flatterer, but uh, I despise such insinuations. No, I think uh, what you just described was absolutely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I concur. <laughs> so yeah, we have deep diving topics, but always we are always uh, look for some some joy and laughter too. And mm -hmm. that is what I really appreciate about our co-working, <laughs> no, co-diving. Co-diving. Co <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are co-divers. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm making words up. <laughs> yeah, which means, yeah, just express your creativity, Natalie. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, would you introduce the topic of today for us? What are we going to talk about today? We are talking about the Great Reset. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have been talking about the money system um, in our last episode. And there you could already um, see the topic coming up as if you want to have a reset of the whole system, um, the money system is an important part of that. And the great reset is um, people who are talking about money, for example, they are using this terminology. Uh, I have, um, while preparing for today's session, I found that other people have used this terminology too, uh, as another word for, <laughs> the new world order, <laughs> starting the new world order, or the fourth industrial revolution. Mm. And last time I was um, talking a little bit about uh, that the forces of limitation, they are hijacking um, what is a natural flow, because um, there is really, there is a new, there is a great, great cycle that is ending. Actually, there are many, many cycles that are ending at the moment. And as the forces of limitation know that, they always try to hijack the energies and they try to make use of them for their own agenda. And yeah. And their agenda is the new world order. <laughs> and I feel that the lockdown is actually, it is part of it. Because if you think about a computer, for example, you have to reboot him. And that is what they try to do at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, so maybe you want to elaborate a little bit deeper into the topic. Yes. Um, 
if we talk in computer terms indeed because this term great reset uh, borrows from computer terminology and many terms that are used uh, uh, in spirituality among others nowadays are borrowed from computer science like uh, um, <laughs> there is a lot of talk about downloads in uh, in spirituality these days. Oh, I'm getting a download. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be programmed, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if we if you we are using these terms um, as we are indeed in the process of completing the cycles, because it's not just one cycle. It's uh cycles within cycles within cycles within cycles and they all come to completion at the same time that's what's so astonishing about these times we are living um this conclusion this completion is gonna give birth to uh an entirely new planetary reality and many sources concur that uh, life on earth as she's going to be will be unlike anything that's ever been seen in this universe it already is by the way because it's the only world in the universe uh, the only planet at least that uh, is a, a concentrated version of the universe itself where all the energies that exist in the universe are present in one form or another so it's already uh, absolutely unique but what is about to be sired to be born is an order of magnitude beyond that it is really, it's going to be the most advanced manifestation of duality resolved. And uh, when I say duality resolved, I mean extreme duality and extreme fragmentation resolved. And the goal uh, of planetary evolution is to enable us, each of us, to fully integrate in a harmonious whole everything that our greater being has been and experienced in this universe. So uh, it's not even possible to uh, a linear mind with the, the current limitations of our perception to fathom to imagine uh, what this could be like because it is so so massive so humongous but in order to get there from where we are at now <laughs> you could say that the reset somehow is inevitable because human society as it currently exists cannot um, it cannot, how would I say, it is not the proper 
ecosystem. It is not the proper framework for these beings that we are in the process of becoming. Could you, for our listeners, could you please elaborate a little bit more about um, the fractal process? Because it might be that some of them are not aware of this because we have been told, yeah. especially in the spiritual uh, circus, <laughs> Uh, and circles, Come on, yeah. <laughs> running in circles, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that um, we are at the bottom of the evolutionary process, we are totally unworthy, the human condition is, is uh, really is a horrible one, and we are, and, and I know people who have actually quite some evolved understanding seen from a spiritual um, standpoint but still they are um, trapped in the perception that being a human is somehow disgusting um, we are just children um, they don't see that it has been it took great effort to traumatize and manipulate us into such a condition uh, over thousands of years and that this condition is part of this journey and was necessary so maybe you could yeah uh, all, all these propaganda narratives they have made quite a number of uh, humanity's self-perception so uh okay let's go for the fractal process then so uh, that started quite a while ago, that process. Um, there are quite a few people in the, the, the New Age section of, uh, uh, of spirituality who grasp the concept of a, a, a holographic reality. That's usually how it is referred to, that fractal process. It's referred to as holographic in nature because in a hologram, each part of the hologram contains the whole picture. And um, many people are convinced that it is actually the nature of our universe to be uh, holographic, meaning that each part contains the whole. And um, I don't think that's entirely true. But for us here, it's very easy to believe that because that's how our planet is our planet contains the whole universe in a very concentrated and compressed version. So that pathway to compression is um, not uh, of, of universal scale, but it is of galactic scale. So the denser dimensions of our universe had reached such a point of fragmentation and sometimes antagonism between the polarities that uh, a solution had to be designed 
to allow the beings who were traveling through the experience of this universe to complete their journey. Because for them to complete their journey, that extreme experience of duality had to be reconciled. What was the process that was designed by the prime creator of the universe itself was to uh, concentrate all the energies of the universe in a localized area so that if you were in that localized area, you could experience uh, all these energies in a, um, in a very, well, concentrated way, meaning you wouldn't have to travel from uh, one point of the universe to the other to, to find your different bits, because your different bits would be represented one way or another in that localized area. And that started with uh, the creation of our galaxy, uh, our Milky Way. And uh, the way it was done was that each galaxy of the universe focused, concentrated and compressed all of its energies, all of its knowledge, all, all of its experiences in the form of a star. So a star was manifested by each galaxy. And all of these stars together actually form the Milky Way. So the Milky Way galaxy represents all of the other galaxies of the universe. And uh, once these stars had been created, uh, the stars themselves started to create their own uh, solar systems. Uh, planets appeared. Um, and that was the first step. That was the first huge and gigantic step of that process. And um, over a very, very long period of time, of course, and that process, that galactic fractal of the universe allowed a lot of integration to take place and a lot of resolution, a lot of karmic resolution. So when that process of integration was well advanced, uh, we went to the next phase of the plan, which was to um, design a solar system within the Milky Way galaxy. And that solar system would be a fractal of the entire galaxy. And since the galaxy itself is a fractal of the universe, by way of consequence, the solar system would also be a fractal of the universe. And uh, that is actually our, our solar system. So the way it happened was that all the stars of the galaxy concentrated their energies to um, give birth to our sun, which means that our sun is the combined expression 
and manifestation of all other stars in the galaxy. And then once it was uh, uh, well established, our sun went about creating the rest of the solar system, uh, its satellites actually, which are the various planets of the solar system. And the third phase of the process, yeah, you wanted to say something? Yeah, because those are different expressions of the sun, as I have a memory being a sunbeam. Mm. And each is representing a different quality. Uh, when we think about the fractal process, and it is the whole expressing itself in different ways, all of the planets and each human is having <laughs> a special setup of planetary energies uh, when coming into its human incarnation that is what is called your birth chart mm -hmm. and that is the way how you are expressing personally those energies so you are the whole universe is inside of you in a special way expressed um, so don't think less about you you are you are beautiful and precious beyond yeah. measure. Yeah. You actually jumped to the fourth phase. <laughs> Sorry, but I just, yeah, it just, it, it, it just grabbed me. Sorry. <laughs> so you went a little bit ahead of yourself? Yeah. <laughs> there was uh, a third phase of the plan, which is that uh, um, after the galaxy and the sun and solar in its solar system uh, a planetary expression a planet was created with again the same process that planet would be a fractal of its whole solar system which was a fractal of the galaxy which was a fractal of the universe and so now we have years where uh, um, every energy and life form that exists in the entire universe is present in one way or another, which is why we have such an extravagant abundance of life forms here, not seen anywhere else in the universe. And the final stage was the creation of um, a species that would be a fractal of its planet. And that is the human race, which is why uh, every human being is a walking universe. It's a mini universe in humanoid form. <laughs> and uh, every cell being connected with a galaxy and every atom being connected with the solar system. Which is also why uh, every human being has so much energy and creative power at its disposal. So, um, where was I before we uh, digressed into the fractal process? Uh, the reset. Yeah. The yeah. Reset. So, uh, Why is the reset yeah. so important to hijack yeah. it and, uh, yeah. and, and, and not let it happen in the natural way as it is supposed to happen? Yeah. Yes. So uh, the natural way is the birth of something that's entirely new. Especially because um, 
as I was saying, the, the current system we have cannot, cannot, be the, cannot function as house, as ecosystem for that, uh, that new life because it is so dominated by the matrix of synthetic light that it really doesn't match. It's not a match at all. So uh, it entails a very big transformation, uh, obviously. And thus what they have been doing, what the social controllers have been doing is uh, trying to come up with their own version of that. And that's what they have called uh, the Great Reset, which is mainly focused on uh, the uh, economic area. But really what they have in mind is a complete transformation of society, which in a way is designed to perpetuate same old, same old. But it's giving birth, it's the idea of giving birth to a new controlled system in order to perpetuate the old way of things. You know, there is, some might be familiar with that novel, that Italian novel, um, the, um, okay, the, <laughs> I, I'm going to use the word in English, but it doesn't sound very good in English, but in English that would be the cheetah. Uh, it's Il Gatto Pardo. In Italian. So, the, you know, the cheetah is the fastest cat in, in yeah. existence. And um, that story is the story of an aristocratic family in uh, Sicily at the time of the Italian unification. And uh, the, the main protagonist of the story is um, the head of an aristocratic family, Prince Salina who is uh, not happy about the, the, the Italian revolution and uh, how it is threatening his lifestyle and privileges and, uh, and religious beliefs. But his nephew is actually joining Garibaldi's army and uh, fighting with the, the revolutionaries, the, the Carbonari. And uh, Prince Salina has a conversation with his nephew saying, uh, how, how can you betray your family like this? How can you betray everything we stand for? He, he doesn't. And his nephew, uh, the, the answer of the nephew is, uncle, things have to change a lot for things to stay the same. Yeah, that's it. And that's exactly where we're at. Everything has to change, so nothing changes at all. A while ago, I realized how the Roman Empire has managed to stay alive. Uh, many refer to the times now that it reminds them at the fall of the Roman Empire. Mm. But when, as I'm into energies, if you follow the energetics, that was when, when someday I realized it. it it never really fell. It mm. just transformed because it stayed alive and it went into other countries. Um, 
when um, what what's his, what has been the name of the Roman emperor who went into Christianity? Um, that was uh, that was a tricky move to make because in this way they created the Catholic Church, mm. and in this way the Roman Empire it remained and it just went other places, took other forms, but it still was it, it was ruling the planet. It was um, it was taking over the Americas. It was um, it was spreading um, into Africa and and in this way the Roman Empire managed to stay intact somehow not in the same the front it is like an old book you just give it another cover and another name and you can um you can you 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 give some other names to the characters and some other places but it is still the same story and that is what i feel they try to do now and that fits totally with with, with your story yeah yeah, so the, the actual goal of that Great Reset is to perpetuate the system where uh, the overwhelming majority of the world's population works for the benefit of a, of a very tiny minority. Um, that's in the physical realm, but also uh, in other dimensions uh, works to feed the gods and their minions, their hierarchies. And uh, the social system that we have on Earth is actually uh, a manifestation, a, a replica of the, 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 the God's pyramid of control. So that, that idea of a great reset is actually to present a new version of that, an updated, uh, an updated version of that. And uh, of course, it has to be made as it, it has to look. It has to look as palatable as possible. It has to be presented as a solution to uh, to the world's problems and uh, uh, establishing a new balance that's going to be beneficial for everyone. But that's not the purpose at all. That's just the marketing campaign. So that is the um, the social aspect of that uh, that great reset. But if we want to look at deeper aspects of it and uh, deeper aspects of um, what's in store and of the real transformation. Okay, before, before we go there, let, let me say that um, uh, I totally believe, as you said, that the whole uh, pandemic, scandemic, schmandemic was indeed engineered as the trigger to launch, to precipitate the transformation of society Actually, I believe it was the test because I believe the real reset is going to happen in the second part of this year. Uh, but in the first half of the year, 
I don't know if they engineered this or if they hijacked this virus thing, whatever, but they made great use out of it to test if their mind control and uh, their um, the way they they tried to um, yeah hijack the mind of the population and make them obey to totally different laws. Because if you think about it, within two or three months, people have done things they would have thought laughable in the past. In the beginning, when we saw the pictures from China, the Hollywood pictures, um, people have been, um, they, they have been under total surveillance, they have been locked down in their homes, not allowed to go outside. We thought this could be horrible. And then I heard the first stories from Italy was very close to the place where I live. And um, I heard from people um, that have family there and said they were not allowed to go onto the street because there was police and military and making sure people are not leaving their homes to not spread the virus. And suddenly we all have no longer been allowed. I was not allowed to visit my own daughter or she was not allowed to visit me because she lives somewhere else and she wouldn't um, be able to have a hotel here for anything. Uh, people have not been allowed their, their human rights at all. And all of that because of the flu, the heavy flu season that is happening every few years. We have very, very heavy flu season. And we have allowed to be taken, to be ripped off all of our human rights. And that happened, it is now maybe five months ago, but actually it happened within two months um, that we were so, so eagerly um, to give away our, our, our yeah, our constitutional rights to go wherever we want, to work in the business we want to work, to uh, meet with each other. And now the population is, has even, it, it has been so obedient that it has, it is now, overlooking to their neighbors, are they behaving in the right way? And yeah, so the system doesn't even have to control you because your neighbor, um, your coworker, uh, your family is making sure you are behaving in the right way. You don't speak up, you, you, you do as you are told. And for me, the, this has been their testing phase. Will yeah. the population, take it and mm -hmm. the population took it. I, mm -hmm. I, I was really surprised how, how easy. Oh, it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking how, how easy it apparently was uh, that first phase. But when you said that uh, you didn't know whether they engineered it or just uh, took the opportunity, there are very clear signs that it was engineered. Yeah. Because um, friends have shown fictions of years and years ago, you know, uh, in, in TV series and whatnot. Yeah. 
that were showing exactly, exactly what has been happening since the start of this year. You know, and uh, event 201, it has been... Yeah, really there was an event 201 in, uh, in October or November last mm -hmm. year, which was that meeting of uh, uh, the, the WHO and uh, the Gates Foundation and various politicians and... Uh, Governments. for university and, and military people who were discussing a pandemic scenario which was uh, all with the coronavirus and how would we, what would we do? In From all the viruses, it had to be a coronavirus. Yeah, a Think coronavirus. about the coincidence. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, um, and really the, the best indication I know of is that a few years ago, uh, I don't remember how many years ago exactly, but it has to be at least five years, the Rockefeller Foundation published uh, a study titled Lockstep. And the subject of the study was how would governments go about um, um, setting up an authoritarian system in, uh, in Western societies. And the scenario was, well, they would, uh, they would make a pandemic. They would make a pandemic and it would happen like this and this and this and this and this. And it's the exact blueprint, the exact blueprint of what's been happening with this uh, uh, supposed health crisis. And, and apparently from what I heard uh, two days ago, it is still on the website. You can still find it on the website of the Rockefeller Foundation. Because they always have to tell you one way or another what they are doing. That's part of their system. They have to tell you. So uh, you can still find it. And, it, you know, it's funny because uh, Africa, even though there are many dictators in Africa, it's not as fully assimilated into the system as Western countries are. So surprisingly, there has been more independence um, towards this new takeover in Africa than in other parts of the world. And so you have the, the president of Burundi who, who kicked the World Health Organization out and uh, he mysteriously died not long after that. But now there is also the president of Ghana who's spoken publicly about that whole um, study by the Rockefeller Foundation a few days ago. Yesterday I saw something, I, I, I think that guy is living in Congo. Mm -hmm. He um, wrote something in, uh, on, on social media. He is actually a Nobel Prize winner. And he said they tried to force them with money to um, say that the, um, the dead people are, have been dying by Corona. And um, he actually, Africa is known as quite corrupt um, continent, but at the moment they are not because he said he didn't win a Nobel Prize to pay his, uh, to let sort out. And um, this is totally against his honor, and it would be great sin against God uh, to, to, to take the money and to do as he was told. But he not only refused to, to do it, 
but she pulled them out and said they tried to rest them to 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 say the the people who are dying are dying from corona and they tried to press them and buy them with money uh and and, and he made that public and I thought wow that is a great man yeah so uh there's a big question about this when you uh, when you say that you believe it was uh, it was just a trial run for what really is to come we know that uh, there is something in the air because astrologically speaking uh, october this year looks very big and i'd like to hear your uh, perception of that because I know that you are into astrology much more than I am. So yeah, but uh, I don't have uh, actually I, I I didn't prepare for that, so I cannot cannot tell you all the constellations. I would have to have a look uh, at it to explain it. But something really awful is is actually already it you already can see it happen in the background and. There are uh, some aspects that are made already all the time um, where the planet Neptune, Neptune has to do with conception. Uh, Neptune, in its most beneficial expression, it is everything is connected with everything. But in its very, very dark expression, it is about conception. And we are being deceived even sometimes when there is revelation. Even revelation is used for uh, finger pointing and for distraction. A lot that is happening at the moment is to distract people. And uh, like a magician, he is showing you some scandal here and there. Uh, while the real magic uh, and the deception is happening in a totally different place. That is what is happening, seen from an energetic standpoint. And then you also have, um, you have a lot of planets who are in Capricorn uh, since a while, and they will, and it, those are the, the malefics uh, they are called from my um, point of view nothing is in itself beneficial or um, malefic it is how you make use out of those energies but as they are difficult to handle and have been used by the forces of limitation uh, they will be used to yeah govern and limit humankind and what is really really interesting the planet saturn people who are into into um the the forces of limitation know that saturn has been used to govern and limit uh, humankind and um, he went into um, aquarius but then now he just went back into capricorn and Capricorn is limitations, government, it is the ruling forces. And what is really interesting, um, he is on 29 degrees, the last degree of Capricorn. 
And when it happened the first time was um, in, in March when in many countries, the lockdown has been, um, ha has been set in, into place. And now he went back into Capricorn again on 29 degrees. And the last degree of, of, of a sign is <laughs> like the fragmentation, like the fra fractal process, the last degree. The first one is holding all the potential and the last one is like all the potential that is, has been lift out. It is all compressed in it, in the last degree is all all the Capricornian energies of government, they are there on, on, on that point. And there is where Saturn has entered again. And they are talking about a second wave coming, second uh, lockdown. They say the numbers go up in the United States, which is only the case because um, they are testing people like crazy. And that is, I don't like Trump at all. I'm not into all of that Q thing or anything like that. But when he said, we, if we don't test people, we don't have cases. Yeah, that sounded stupid, but uh, there is some truth to it. If you only test thousand people, um, you will only have maybe hundred people um, that test positive. But if you test a million people, yeah, then you will have 100,000 people testing positive. Mm. Um, and they are testing people. But if you really look at the numbers, the cases of death, they go down. It's the same here in Germany. They, they say yeah. we have so many cases and it is, uh, yeah, it many cases. It doesn't mean anything at all to no. say that there are many cases. It doesn't mean anything because most of these people are not sick at all. Yeah. So um, what are they positive to? <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to do deep into that today because it's not the subject of the day, but we could, we could explain that uh, the germ theory actually lacks any scientific foundation at all has never been proven, has actually been completely debunked time and time again, but the medical establishment, it's clinging to it. It's holding on to it for dear life, like a believer to its scripture. What are, they, what are these people testing positive to? To actually, the only thing that this test reveals is that these people have certain antibodies that that's all that's all it it reveals but as you said the number of death has been plunging it's over 90 percent less than it was in april so yeah, uh, and, that's and, uh, that's the important factor and the number of hospitalizations as well has massive decrease massive decrease of people going to hospital and being hospitalized and uh and in reanimation, huge decrease. So the number of cases doesn't mean anything. It is absolutely meaningless. But um, the connection, the connection of all this with the reset, uh, the so-called second wave, they've been announcing that for months. How is that possible? 
that they would be able to predict uh, the coming of a so-called second wave. With yeah, many, many, epi many, yeah, many epidemiologists will tell you that that concept doesn't even exist in epidemiology. It just came out of nowhere. It's, it's not recorded, it's not, uh, it's not theorized, it's not proven, it's not explained, they've never heard of it. But all these officials were able to say that there would be a second wave at some point. How could they know that? How could they say that? If they were not preparing it actively themselves, and Bill Gates, a few days ago, I have shared it on my Facebook page. He was um, in, a, in, a, in a TV uh, interview together, sitting on, on a couch with his wife, Melinda, and saying that this time <laughs> they will take it serious. <laughs> and she looked at him and it was, yeah. Yeah, have you noticed that every time, every time these people announce catastrophes, they become they become giddy. They become yeah, they 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 they, they really go for it, and they so enjoyed it. It's yeah. the only joy they have. You have to be pure evil. You have to be pure evil to know you something is in the making that will be much worse. Um, because you have to make sure that this time people, people take it serious and uh, really be so joyful about it. You know, this time we are going to make it yeah. serious. Yeah, they, they cannot help themselves. You know, you, you would believe that they will do their best to hide their joy, but they're putting it on display. They just can't help themselves. Um, now, where I want to go to with this is that um, the controllers, they are working with astrology. They're very much into astrology. You know, th there is a saying in the financial world that uh, millionaires don't use astrology. Billionaires do. Yeah, of course. And uh, they're, they're all using that. Why? Because yeah, they want to hijack these energies, they want to harness them for their own purposes, so they want to synchronize their plan with the, the uh, planetary configurations and uh, the stellar configurations so that they can use windows of opportunity to do uh, what they have uh, planned to do. And there but, is a huge variety how you can express so, such energies for example, Mars now is in, in uh, went into Aries, and that is something for the next half year. Uh, what is a long time because he will go retrograde in September, mm. and when planets go retrograde, that is often the time when things go bonkers. <laughs> that is some of the energetics that will play out in 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 September October, and. Mars in Aries, that is war energy um, in, in its very um, low expression, in its really, really unpleasant expression. You go to war. Uh, people who are 
intelligent, I would say, would say that's a great time to go for what I really, really love. And that is something I would um, encourage our, our, our listeners to, to do. Um, don't, don't fall for the traps. Use those times to build the new. That would you really want to go what is in your own heart and to build that. Cause what they can do, we can do ourselves too. We can make use out of those energies to yeah. really implement in our own life what is precious and important for us, what is uh, expressing our values, what is important for how we want to see the world, to really um, embody it in our own personal life. And in this way, that is the best we can do with those energies. Yeah, and that is where I wanted to go. So thank you, Natalie. Uh, I wanted to to go to the point where we will explain that uh, there is one thing that the controllers often lose of sight, sorry, lose sight of, and it is that their system of synthetic light is nested within a much larger, bigger, and more, more powerful system, which is the natural order of life. And because uh, the synthetic matrix is part of the bigger natural order of life, and uh, I'm going to say something that might be difficult to hear for some, but uh, it is part of it, like a cancer is part of the body. So because it is nested in that much bigger natural order, that means that the natural order still has authority upon and over the synthetic light matrix. So Please there are... repeat that so people really get it. Yeah. So the, the natural order of life, which is the original creation, the original universe, has power and authority over and upon the synthetic light matrix even though that matrix might be understood as a kind of rebellion against the natural order, there is a universal principle that is inescapable, which is that the prime creator of a reality has the ultimate degree of authority over that reality. And so because the matrix exists inside the natural universe, <laughs> there are forces uh, within that natural universe that can absolutely bypass all of the systems of the matrix. And this is why I believe that this um, really big wave that is coming in autumn this year is not necessarily going to look like the controllers have planned it at all. 
and there might be a, a very, very big surprise in store for them as well. Yeah, when we talk about astrology, something that many people who only uh, focus on the negative um, of Capricorn or the planet Saturn are often not aware of is actually those are um, the energetics that bring you into what has been called mastery. Um, uh, actually this self-mastering yourself to really become aware that you are your own authority over your own life. It is the distorted expression of Capricorn trying to govern other people to be the master of slaves instead of becoming aware that we are the author and authority in our own life. This would be actually the um, proper expression of Capricorn or Saturn. Um, Saturn is often seen as like, like the, you know, that, that Zen master, he sends you uh, chopping wood and, mm -hmm. and, and carrying water, water. And he mm -hmm. only does it because he knows um, the strength you would need uh, along your path. And he teaches you to be, um, to, to really stay on your path and to really go for it and to really focus. And so it can be the forces of limitation, but it can also be in the end, it can also express itself that people become aware that they are the, the author and authority in their own life. And that would be really beautiful way to, to, to realize those energies instead of giving away your power to government or some outer forces. Yeah. Now, th there is one thing. Uh, before I say that, uh, I want to complete this whole train of thoughts that we have articulated by saying one thing. And that's something I heard really recently by, uh, by George Cavasilas and, and the way he expressed it, there was something in there that clicked for me. Uh, it was like um, something falling into place, you know, uh, oh yes, that's how it works. That is how it works. The fact that we are embodied, incarnated here, at this time and in this place is a very, very clever move because we being incarnated here gives our greater being the natural rights and the natural authority to intervene within and, and upon this reality that we are in from the other side of the veil so um, that, that's a really brilliant chess move, I would say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, that's why I was also saying, uh, I'm not sure at all it's going to look like they have planned it. One thing that seems uh, pretty sure and inescapable is that it's going to be extremely chaotic and it's going to look completely insane. 
And for that matter, I believe that uh, what we've seen since the start of this year that really looked insane enough to my taste, it's going to be dwarfed. It's going to look like a joke compared with the, 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 the scale of the insanity that is coming. Whether it is, whether it is coming from their plan or from the action of the natural order of life, there is going to be insanity on the streets. And actually, in the end, why they don't know it, um, they always work for us. In my own life, they, they, they really have done me quite some harm. But actually, all they did is all they trained me and they made me become aware more and more. And that is what they do for uh, humanity at the moment. And actually, that humanity has been so willfully agreeing on, on those orders that have been given out um, actually shows me they are already really traumatized mm. quite a lot and maybe they need and that is horrible for me because you know I love all kinds of of, 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 of beings, yeah, also <laughs> the last time, sometimes annoying, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I love everyone. And uh, so they, it, it might be that some people really need a slap in the face to wake up what is happening, yeah. Um, it, it might really be so people can really make a conscious choice because what I feel at the moment people are trying to escape. Um, they try to escape into drugs and alcohol and Netflix and waiting for the new normal and when everything will be um, normal and they can do what they have always done. Mm. Uh, they are in, in, most people are denying what is happening. And so it might be, you know, somebody who is just in, in shock. And uh, yeah, sometimes you have to slap them in the face to, hey, come here, yeah. calm down, everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Now, um, number one, I'm going to say that. Um, if people needed to be shaken out of their extremely stubborn attitude of denial, you need something huge and more massive that, than what we have had since the beginning of the year, because that obviously hasn't been enough to, uh, to shake most people out of denial. So <laughs> you need something, you need stronger medicine you need stronger medicine. And if you bring stronger medicine in, given the uh, intensity and the intensity of the trauma that people are in, it's gonna be absolutely terrible for many. They will, they will lose, they will lose it, you know? Many will lose their sanity, many will lose their life if they need stronger medicine, much 
stronger medicine that, than what we've already seen. So what I would, the message I would like to give to our listeners, because this might sound really ominous, <laughs> this might sound really dire to some, the message I would like to give is that grace can be your shield. And how do you come into a state of grace? By connecting with your true self. By connecting with uh, who you really are beyond all programs. So the more of yourself you truly are, the more you radiate and emanate that grace of your own being without being sucked into the drama and there is going to be a, a, an exponential increase in very soon. So uh, the more you can maintain that state of grace, the less you're going to be affected by these events and you might even not be affected at all as if you were living in a parallel reality yeah i i i feel if you really connect with yourself and with uh, nature nature is really helpful um meditate and have a walk in nature and um have fun with people who are really um are really of your own kind and who are really in resonance with, with your uh, with your own field and don't argue with people in the uh, on the internet or, or even with family members don't do that just go for what feels good for you the more you go to this place I I experienced this myself. Um, actually, I'm in a really peaceful and joyful um, place most of the time. Uh, I just um, get into trouble whenever I have to interact with the in, in, in insanity, um, having to, to go to, to a grocery store and, and having to listen to all the conversation and all the madness and all the strange behavior of people and, 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 and seeing all this um, heartbreaking um, insanity and obedience that is really something that that really hurts me to see how how, how, how people are are complicit in that um, but that is what is bringing me out of balance but whenever i'm in my own space and i'm connecting with who i truly am just like you have just mentioned i'm i'm absolutely fine and i'm happy and joyful and everything is fine and that is really like a different world it is a totally different world and it is a beautiful world it is a world where the butterfly that is coming by is just important or how beautiful the color of the flower is or or how how awesome the strawberry on my balcony uh, is tasting or something like that very very come to the very um simple things in life they will help you yeah yeah and i would also say um and we are going to, to explain what that exactly means. 
in a moment, uh, I would say that the more shadow work you've already done, the less you will be impacted by the shadow that is going to be uh, um, uncovered and revealed and expressed in the outer world very soon. So, uh, Natalie, what is shadow work to you? Uh, shadow work is everything that is your original being that you have put in the shadow. Um, that is aspects of your own beings that you are not aware of because you did split through trauma, for example. In your own family, there might have been a situation where um, as in, in childhood, we experienced this again and again, where, for example, you are encouraged to be very brave. And so you try to be that and to have this personality where you're really brave and you will take this part of yourself that might be more sensitive, more um, artistic, more vulnerable, you will take that and feel it is unwanted. You will cut it off and put it into the cupboard and close the door and never look at it again. And it will try to come back to you in many, many ways. It will bring you into situations where you experience your vulnerability or it will show you something is missing and maybe you will hate all of those whining people <laughs> because you wanted to you wanted to please your parents uh, and, and, and you wanted to be that personality the wanted and everything that is unwanted or that is fearful you put into some place where you never want to look at it again because it is so painful to be vulnerable in, in this example it could be the other way where um, it was very easy and you have been the whining little uh, one and everybody was helpful if you were just so vulnerable and you never looked at your brave and bold parts and you put them in, in <laughs> into the cupboard and never looked at them and you come into a situation where there are all those aggressive people in your life and you feel you're the total victim. Um, and until you learn to take out the bold part of yourself and stand up for yourself and say, no, no, that's my boundary. You're not overstepping this. You have to learn to become whole again. And as long as we don't do that, life is bringing up this, this situation and it will bring people that will remind you of that part that you have forsaken. Um, it is time to reintegrate it and we are so good in finger pointing, the other is the bad guy. Um, the funny thing about the coming month and all the conflict energy is the other believes you to be the bad guy. <laughs> so <laughs> we have really to, because where we are heading or where we are coming from is beyond duality. Mm. That is where everything is allowed to be itself. 
and people are choosing what they want to experience and there is that goes beyond good and evil and the normal concept of good and evil. It is the whole variety of experiences we are, we did make already. And actually, if we put something in the shadow, actually it is something we have been ourselves. If you hating someone for something, that is an indicator that this is a shadow aspect of yourself that you should looked at and I feel we will have lots and lots of experiences where we can be treated or where that can make us fearful while it is just a shadow aspect and one important shadow aspect as Pluto is involved in oh, yeah. yeah is Pluto is the great transformer and with Saturn, well, that is death. Looking the possibility in the eye that you might die. And I can tell you nothing is so freeing than looking death in the eye. Um, as you cannot die. <laughs> Actually, it's not possible. I try very often. <laughs> and here I am. Okay, <laughs> okay I, I want to say a word about that, uh, Natalie. Um, there, is two, there are two ways in which we cannot die. The first way is that um, there's always a part of us that goes on. You know, even if a physical body or another body stops to function. Uh, the spirit goes on, the greater being goes on, the soul goes on, the infinite being goes on. So uh, most of us goes on, <laughs> um, even when one body or another stops, stops to function. So in that way, we don't die. Uh, a certain expression of us in a certain reality uh, is not manifested anymore. That's all that the death process is, in fact. Um, so in that way, we don't die. There's another way in which we cannot die. It's that we cannot die as long as the agreement we have with the prime creator of the reality in which we exist is not completed. And so speaking of us here in our ego capacity uh, of, uh, of Natalie and Mark, uh, Natalie cannot die and Mark cannot die as long as their agreement with the earth stipulates yeah. that we still have time to spend on this aspect of the planet. So as long as our agreement stipulates that we are supposed to be here now, we literally cannot die. No matter how much some might try to achieve that, <laughs> it's yeah. just not going to work. And actually they tried quite some times. And the first time three years ago, that was masterly. <laughs> how they made it, yeah, compliment. Uh, and actually I kind of died, but my greater being stepped in and said, okay, you have to choose. 
uh, go ahead with this body or here I can offer you a, another opportunity, take this one and it's, it's nicer, it's comfortable. Uh, but yeah, you have to come in as a little one again and really convenient circumstances uh, you choose. But yeah, my contract wasn't, wasn't finished. So I said, okay, a new body would be nice. <laughs> But I think I will keep the old one and my creator being said, yeah, that's the more difficult thing because going through renewal uh, while having the old body with the old imprints and the memory of this lifetime uh, is more difficult to be reborn while mm. having the same body. So if you have people that are dying, they are simply going for the easier road. Yeah. Um, so don't, yeah. And um, as always, I was taking the more difficult road. And what is it with you, Natalie, <laughs> that you always have to make things difficult for yourself? I don't know. And um, actually, I, I wonder, did I even have a choice or wasn't it obvious that I would take uh, the more difficult route? So no, they can't take you out uh, if, if your contract with uh, the earth isn't finished. And what I have found as I looked death in the eyes more than once, what people really fear when they fear death is you fear to die because you never lived. That is what is actually happening. Because we always try to play safe. We always try to stay in our comfortable bubble. That is the reason why death really confronts us. Your time here is limited, so move your ass, yeah? <laughs> or, or go through restart reset yeah mm. and start anew but uh, you're not done here and really uh, keep on going and we are so afraid but what we really fear is not death we really fear is to fully live um, mm. yeah. yeah and I, I feel people will have to face that um, that when everything is falling apart anyways they will realize what is really important for them and they will realize what they didn't dare to live, what they didn't dare to express, uh, what they really feel called to. They will realize maybe their marriage is not the best. Uh, maybe they will have to do something about it, end it or make it better. Yeah, Or they will realize the job is not the right one or the place where they are living is not the right one. So go for what you really, really want, because this is part of the energies there to fully live. Yeah. Mm. Yes, uh, that's one thing that these uh, last few months have um, made clear and revealed that there is an absolutely staggering fear of death that uh, people are under the spell of People are so afraid of dying. It's really, uh, it's mind boggling. 
and there is there isn't that obsession for safety that's been revealed that is the, the consequence of that that fear of death um it's very it's a very uh, strong characteristic of our society that people are in denial about death they don't want to deal with it they don't want to be faced with it they don't want to talk about it, <laughs> it that's something very common when someone mentions uh, the possibility of their death, their death scenario. Uh, it, it tends to make people very uncomfortable, uh, especially family members will very often react like, oh, don't talk like that, which actually means I, I don't want to hear it. You're making me so, you're making me so scared <laughs> talking about death. Um, so there is that that overwhelming fear, and, and I agree that to a very great extent it is that people have not really lived. So uh, they, it's you know, it's a bit like uh, um, in, in the old religious view of things. Oh my goodness, what I am, what am I going to tell my creator when I am, when I am before him? I've, I've done nothing <laughs> with my life. So there is, there is that aspect. And then there is the, the fact that uh, um, the worldview has become so hyper-materialistic that that's that's also a big part of the fear of death is the fear of annihilation because people um, they don't know what to expect after this uh, this expression of life in uh, in 3d bodies they have no clue what to expect and so they fear uh, annihilation they fear uh, the void they feel they fear non-existence so uh, that, that's also part of it, I believe. All right. Um, maybe to end this episode, uh, I, I would like us to, um, to greet uh, one of our listeners, uh, Pamela Ferryman. <laughs> Shout who, out uh, to Pamela. Hi, Pamela. So... <laughs> Pamela sent us a very lovely message, and uh, in her message there were two questions that she, she wanted to ask. So I'm going to uh, retrieve her email because I don't want to betray her intention. Infinite forbid. So here she is. So the first question was, maybe you could elaborate a bit more on what you think may happen to the people who choose to stay with Mother Earth. And uh, that relates to the whole context of the, the three layers of imposition and the harvest and uh, what happens after the harvest for those who stay here. With, the, with and on the new earth. That's quite a question you're asking us, Pamela. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what is it to live as a universal being? 
to live as a being who is the fully integrated expression of all its aspects throughout the universe, all combined and amalgamated and uh, harmoniously integrated in, in one single expression? I don't know. <laughs> what I mean by that is that uh, I've never had the experience of it. So it's really difficult to, to describe and to, um, to grasp all the implications of it. I wonder, Natalie, have you ever had any experience of yourself in the future? Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, I have incarnated with what I have bought my ticket home. Um, <laughs> Lucky you! Was <laughs> yeah. a memory from a place that has been in the natural order of life and it has been the starting point for me to enter this whole adventure. But I believe this place to be in the future, what is a little bit mind-boggling for people that I would have entered from the future into the past, many, many ten thousands of years uh, back uh, to go through the whole cycle of evolution um, and making all of those experiences. Um, and I'm not sure if my future self will exactly be how I remember it. Maybe it will be a different timeline. I don't know if I will really end at the same place where I started. But I don't have many details. But what I brought with me is the memory of being a singularity but being connected with everything around me or being aware of everything around me and I I believe this is what is when you go beyond duality you are an expression as as a singularity but you are connected and aware of everything else and so there are no the connection and, and it's been really really beautiful and really loving place um i i, I don't remember that there has been any conflict or anything like that um, somebody made a decision and then they went for it. And my memory has been, I have not been one of the first who entered this. I, rec I realized that some who are, have been dear to me, because we have all been in love with each other, kind of, yeah, entered into this. And then happened something that was not believable for me. The connection to them was cut off. It was because when you can, when you are aware of everything, that is the most horrible thing you can think of that 
your loved ones. And maybe this is where the concept of death comes from. Um, being cut off, then you can no longer sense the others. And I remember how I was waiting and I was feeling maybe they will regain that ability because, yeah, we knew we will lose the connection ourselves somehow, but they didn't come back. It was like, like you know, they, they, they didn't come online again, <laughs> you know? And so someone else also went into it, what this reality to, yeah, look after what happened, yeah? And I knew it is really dangerous. And they also, they got lost. And souls, my soul has two intentions, adventure and love. And so I'm curious being, <laughs> what happened? That's unbelievable. What could happen that they don't come back and I can't feel them? Because it's not been because of the distance, time and distance. It is because of the inner connection that you are no longer able to have this inner connection to the others. And I remember going, then deciding to also go in. And it's been the most horrible experience and traumatizing experience, pure horror and blackness to go into this incarnational cycle but somehow I was able to hold onto this memory, how it feels like, um, as the reference point um, to no matter what happens, I will be able to go home. And I try to remember this myself as clearly as I can and also what is part of the question of Pamela also to me, the second one? Um, if, okay, yeah. if, I, if I may, before yeah. you go there, um, to me, what it's going to look like, uh, it's not really a matter of look, but of experience, uh, what it's going to be like, it's a state of hyper-connectivity. So you are at all times aware of all that you are in this universe. Yeah. And you can choose to focus on one aspect or, or another at any given time in your awareness. You are aware of everything that actually happens in the universe. Yeah. And again, it's a matter of focus. What do you want to focus on at any given time? And any other being you're interacting with, you are aware of all that they are. Yeah. Which uh, to, to a linear mind, it's not really conceivable. But uh, that's, that's what it's going to be like, I believe. So um, compared to what our experience has been um, in our earthly memory, you know, you, you could call that paradise. You could call that paradise. Um, and also, uh, 
a whole bunch of uh, X-Men abilities to uh, to make life really fun and interesting. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it has been, there is this great sense of freedom also. As you mm -hmm. said, it's a total connectivity, yeah? You are aware of yourself and all of yourself and all others that are connected with you. And actually what they try to mimic with the, um, the, the technical intelligence who wants to know everything and wants to store all information and wants to control everything, that is a distorted copy um, as it will always be limited. Mm. Um, it will never reach this level and so while humans believe they will enhance themselves if they be become one with the machine that is not the case um, they are actually limiting themselves they try to have um, a technical copy of what are our natural excellent abilities as you call it uh, there's total freedom and what you can think of if you feel i want to experience this then you go for it as i said we are i remember where i come from and my own intention is adventure and love and we go for what we love yeah mm -hmm. and so her second question was uh <laughs> Natalie, you mentioned one can learn how to extract information they need or want from the field and their environment. I would be very interested to hear how one goes about learning that. So perhaps you could expand on that next time. Well, we are next time now. So uh, Natalie, feel free to, to chime in and share what you can with Pamela and or other listeners? Yeah, actually this question and both questions, uh, they, they, they really mold themselves into today's episode as uh, what we just shared. That is how we can learn to have access to, to everything around us. Um, and in the last episode I described that sometimes I simply get information from my surrounding. I simply know, okay, now I have to turn, I, I, I need a, what was it, a, 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 a post box, yeah, in, 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 a, in an unknown surrounding. And, oh yeah, turn to the left, yeah, really, okay, turn to the left, and then go to the, there it is. And um, I, I have that, had that very often. And it is actually, you. what you learn is to make contact with your innermost being again. The more, this is the contradiction that shows up when you go beyond duality. The more you go inwards and connect with your own core, the more you expand. And the greater your is the way you can reach out and the more relaxed I am um, the more I'm able to be aware of something that is taking place at another place 
but as I am a human being, um, I'm still very often very limited because I'm not always there at this phase. I am sometimes out of balance just. It really? is not, yes, sometimes I have to admit. <laughs> I, I, I'm so disappointed now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it is, it is happening whenever it is necessary for me. And it is for me quite normal um, that I tap into the field and I simply get an answer. But it has nothing to do with control. It is not, actually you have to be really relaxed. And if it is, you have to relax into yourself. And when you relax into yourself, all that you need to know will show up because actually everything is there for you, but you are still limited as a human and cannot, you don't, don't have, or I don't have the capacity to be aware of everything at once. So I will simply become aware what I need to know now. And you can learn that actually this is who you are and what you always have been. So actually you have to unlearn everything they told you what you are. And just as Mark and I have just talked about relax into your heart for being and make this, make this your new normal to remind yourself to come back to yourself and relax and um, feel. You need to, to learn to feel again, dare to open your senses. We have so many senses that we are not making use of. And then the information will simply come to you, and whatever you need. And actually, I urge people to really practice this, because this is the greatest, as people want safety, this is the greatest safety you can have. If you, have, if you learn to become the eye of the storm, to be calm in the middle of the chaos, you will always know what your next step will be. You will always have what you need. It always will be there what your, your, your next step, your next information, your next resources, they will show up. Um, when you're connected with yourself, you are connected with all of the universe. And this is how you learn that. Simply you have to practice coming back to yourself and letting go of everything they ever teach you. Oh, I, I can't do it. Trust is really a major part of that process because uh, you won't be able to extract much information from your environment if you believe that your environment is your enemy. 
which we have been uh, um, really come, how would I say, it's a, it's a false belief that's been repeatedly hammered into us for a very long time. But if you believe that life is out there to get you and uh, that um, there are, for instance, uh, evil viruses in your environment who are ready to jump on you <laughs> and make you sick, um, it's going to be really difficult because this is a cooperative approach to life. And it's really based on trust, on trust that um, um, life is actually benevolent and that um, you have all the support you need and that you actually can relax to access your core self. You can relax without being threatened, without being attacked. That is really beautiful. And even if you have to interact with people who are, well, not so nice, Try to connect with your own heart core essence. Pause. Everybody has a creator being. So your creator being might connect with their creator being and somehow the situation will turn out really beautiful. Or they cannot stand your presence and will remove themselves. Yeah, yeah they, they might cuss and curse don't mind it, yeah, as long as they don't threaten you any longer. And mm -hmm. uh, that is, you are the safest place to be. And actually, um, that is something I have to say thank you to Mark. Um, last year, he has um, visited me, and, and I said something about um, being safe and being home. And he said, Home is where he is, and that so in this way he's always safe because he's totally relaxed. No matter what's surrounding, he never worries. And I thought, yeah, that is that is, <laughs> yeah, he, he loves to travel. And I'm a Sag. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning Sagittarius. <laughs> and yeah, and 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 that is. Um, that's been quite a good reminder for me sometimes when I have been out of balance. Yeah, I'm, I'm home and I, I, I'm, I'm the owner of my ticket home, so what shall happen here? Yeah? And, and what, what is really important, I'm not that special. I'm just, we all are that. If you listen to that, you are that yourself, 100%. And you, you have that yourself. You, you just have to trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still there, if you're still listening by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's been quite a substantial episode. And I believe we can, um, we can stop here for the time being. Uh, there is certainly no there is no shortage of uh, of material and themes and subjects to dive deep into so uh, uh 
chances are we'll be in business for quite a while, but for the time being and for today, I believe we can now uh, make our goodbyes and uh, wish you all the best. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in. And yeah, until next time, much love, Natalie. <laughs> and here, Mark. <laughs>